Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is time for a new episode. And the one thing that all of my guests have in common is they are all very goal-oriented. Today's guest not only hosts her own incredible podcast, but is also the founder of two businesses. She shoots for the stars and her advice will help you do the same. One of my goals for this show is to interview the founder of a company or brand in all 50 states. And today we check off a new state as we are headed to Connecticut. Some things you will learn in today's show include why running your business lean is so critical for next level growth, how to scale your business simply and sustainably, and scaling secrets she has learned through working with multi-billion dollar businesses that entrepreneurs should be using. But before I bring her on, let's learn how she podcasts. Krista, which platform do you stream your shows through? Um, Pretty much all of them, but primarily iTunes. iTunes, me as well. When in the day do you find yourself listening to your shows? Either when I'm driving or when I'm cleaning. Now we know how Krista podcasts. I would love to hear how you do as well. To be featured on a show, email me, info at vincentalancy.com. Welcome to That Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Vincent A. Lancy, and you can search for me at Vincent A. Lancy on all social media. If it's your first time joining us, I sit down with the founder of a company or brand from around the country and across the globe each week. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most as each guest will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes, lessons learned, and all of that firsthand experience. Today's guest is going to teach us all about why we need to simplify and systemize. She is the founder of two businesses, The Lean Out Method and Chris Cara Jewelry. As the creator of The Lean Out Method, she is known as the business optimizer. She has the ability to rapidly cut through the overwhelming amount of noise that results from owning and running a business, and she knows just how hard it can be to listen to each distinct sound. She'll help you identify what's most important, the things that need the most work to help you drive the most profit. As I mentioned, she's also the host of the Lean Out Your Business podcast, the go-to strategic planning expert for leading global businesses and online entrepreneurs when they want to scale. From working with Fortune 50 companies to small business owners, she's got a lot to share from her Lean Out method, the 90-day Lean Out planner. We're going to learn all about it. Krista Grosso, thank you for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited for today's discussion. Me as well. Would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and previewing your story before we dive into the entrepreneur side? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Krista Grosso. You learned a little bit about me already. Um, But back in 2000, I really started my entrepreneurial journey. I had graduated college, got a job in my first corporate career. Um, And the interesting thing was I always thought I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I, you know, had college loans, was going to pay those down while I figured out what I wanted to do for myself. And I ended up finding that I really loved what I did, which was quite a surprise to me. And that first opportunity that I had out of college, I had actually come in as a consultant and I came into a company that was doing lean. So they were two things that I kind of fell into, but also fell in love with and have done in different capacities over the past 21 years. 
And then throughout my journey, I did launch my jewelry business and learned a lot of things the hard way that we'll talk about today. And through those lessons, I realized that I wasn't applying the same concepts in my own business that I was applying with these big Fortune 50 clients that I was consulting with. And that epiphany was the birth of the lean out method, which I now use and help coaching, consulting, online entrepreneurs, service-based businesses to implement because lean is frequently only seen as something to be done in corporate or in manufacturing. And so I'm kind of bringing it to the entrepreneurial world. I think it's certainly going to add a lot of value to our listeners because there's always a way to do it maybe better, quicker, or in this case, leaner. And it's not a topic that's maybe talked about enough. So I think it's going to go a long way. We learned that you had the corporate experience. You found some things you love. That's really what pushed you to start the journey. Let's more. Let's learn a little more about what really kicked you in the right direction. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think I just always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I never wanted to work for somebody else. I kind of always wanted to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that I was a little surprised that I actually loved what I did. I thought, you know, I went into my first job with a bit of dread, like I'm going to hate having a set schedule and I'm going to hate working with, you know, this big company and this big team. And I went in and I found I really loved it. And I think I just landed in the right place at the right time where I had a lot of autonomy And coming in as a consultant, I've kind of been an entrepreneur from the first day I entered the workforce. I've never had set schedule. (laughs) I've never had set vacation time. I've never had any of those constraints. And I just loved that so much. So I've gone throughout the past 21 years in and out of working in really big companies versus working with entrepreneurs. Today, I work exclusively with entrepreneurs as of just a couple of months ago. Um, but that being said, I just, I loved the journey. So I figured that I wanted to do a jewelry business. Wasn't sure what I wanted, but I, I knew I wanted something. And I really yeah. thought I was going to take that and have that be the only thing that I did. Okay. But throughout that journey, again, you know, I just, I made so many mistakes, so, so many mistakes. And when you have a product-based business, those mistakes are really expensive mistakes. <laughs> There's no um, outline for what you're doing here in entrepreneurship. There's nothing that you can learn from a textbook that's better off than learning firsthand. And it's tough to say as a career academic, I love to learn. But as you mentioned, you're failing so many times per day. Every single one will want make you give up, but you have to just keep pushing. So you mentioned the jewelry was first, which I find interesting because you found you love the lean working with lean ideas at work, but you went to jewelry first. Let's talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I was still consulting with those big Fortune 50 clients, Mm -hmm. but I hadn't yet brought it to working with small businesses and entrepreneurs. I hadn't made the connection. And I don't know for your listeners, if any of them have ever done that, where you see things in almost two different worlds and you don't connect the fact that they can go together. And so I missed a lot of opportunity in my jewelry business in leveraging lean and in really simplifying and systematizing Mm -hmm. what I was doing, Um, which, you know, it was great to eventually have that epiphany, but I dove deep into my jewelry business and I had a lot of outwardly looking success with it. We scaled really quickly. We were in a lot of the top retailers. We were at the top trade shows. Um, We were on TV. We were in magazines. You name it from the outside looking in. It looked amazing. Amazing. And 
I was getting all of these questions from people. How are you doing this? And that was what started me realizing I could work with small business owners and entrepreneurs because other people didn't understand how I had the success that I had. But meanwhile, behind the scenes, things were a hot mess and we were drowning in debt and making things way harder than they need to be. I like practically never slept. I was in a state of constant stress and it just wasn't a good place to be. My business couldn't have been more further from lean if I tried. (laughs) Well, now you, like you said, that sometimes we give good advice to others and we're kinder to others and we really need to be for ourselves. We need to put ourselves in that shoe. Uh, A lot of ups and downs on the way you mentioned again, that there was a lot of challenging areas for you, especially in the beginning of entrepreneurship. Let's talk about some of those difficult parts. Yeah. So I went in like a lot of very passion driven and passion fueled entrepreneurs do in love with what I did and thinking that, you know, the products or the offers or the things that I had, everybody was going to love. And I didn't necessarily do the market research ahead of time. Um, So I just went out, created what I loved, thought everybody else was going to love it as well. Um, And I think we all know how that story ends. (laughs) And then the second thing I did was I designed like an artist and not like a business owner. And what I mean by that is I put all of the embellishments and all the bells and whistles and all the extras into the product that my customer didn't care about, never noticed, and made the cost of that product so high that I ended up pricing myself out of the market that I was in. And I think even if you translate that to something other than a product-based business, I think we frequently do that where we move forward with what we think people need. We put so much stuff in it because we think we're providing so much value, but we never actually check with our market to see that that's what they actually want. (laughs) That's an incredible answer. I'm putting that in my notes here. I think that what some people love, other people strongly dislike or can even hate. So you have to really consider that. What you think looks great may look terrible to most in the market. So always check with your market, see what they're they're moving towards. The trends are always moving. Let's talk more about one of these greatest lessons learned that you've had over the years. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the other mistakes that I had made, which was one of my biggest lessons learned, and it's just so foundational for how I try to help people today, is I felt like there was only one way to grow and scale the type of business that I had launched. I got a lot of advice from my showrooms and my sales reps, and there was just this way to do it. And I'm saying that in air quotes. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reality is that there's not the right way is the right way for you. It's not the right way for anybody else. And they put me in a very formulaic um, approach to things and not knowing any better, I listened and I shouldn't have, I should have trusted my gut. Mm -hmm. I should have realized that things weren't right for me. Um, But I did. I listened and I scaled really big, but I also scaled my debt very large and my stress and uh, everything else. So it didn't actually give me the results that I wanted. What works for some doesn't work for everyone. Everyone has a unique way of doing things. For example, mine is pretty unique in the way my workday is typically three to three, 3 a.m. to 3 p.m. I do some podcast recording later, but I really try not to push it too hard. As we all know about burnout and creeping up on burnout for many years, I did the 16 to 18 hour days. Now I'm scaling down to about 12 or 14, but that works well for me because it's in the morning. I leverage my strengths of being productive in the morning and not productive in the late afternoon to my advantage. And as entrepreneurs, there's 
never enough hours in the day, as you can attest to, two businesses owned. But if you could have had a conversation to maybe reduce some of that stress, make things easier, learn from any entrepreneur on this journey, who would you choose to sit down with? So my answer might surprise you, but it's actually Brett Michaels. So Brett Michaels is the founder of Poison um, and he has his own band. And if you're thinking, why would you want to talk to Brett Michaels? He's a musician, not an entrepreneur. One of the things that I love is A, I've been a big fan of his music forever. I've seen him in concert like hundreds of times. Um, but it's the fact that he still over all of these years has managed to stay relevant, mm. has managed to stay really popular. Um, his fans like me who've loved him since the 80s still are diehards. Mm -hmm. And yet he brings a new generation of fans all the time. And if you think about how many bands from the 80s or 90s are still, you know, yeah. thriving today, there's really not that many of them. And he's just a genuinely um, passionate person who really loves his fans, loves to spend time with his fans. He just seems so genuine and great yep. as a human being, but his relevance over all of these years and decades to me is something that I think we all aspire to in entrepreneurship. Well, as he is running his own brand, his band is his business as well. So he's certainly, I feel, an entrepreneur. He's got to be out there bootstrapping until you find success and then things kind of grow a fan base and a following where sales and revenue is generated. But now let's delve deeper. I'm not sure if you already have met him, but if you choose to meet him again, then where would you want this meeting to go down? Well, that's a good question. I have met him many a time. Um, <laughs> so I always love when we get to hang out on the tour bus after the show, just because it's a little bit quieter and there's not as many people around. So you actually get to have a real conversation. So really any place where we could actually talk without it being a five second interaction. Very true. And it's hectic, especially during shows. It's loud after shows. We get a chance to meet him. That sounds like a special opportunity for you. But Krista, what is next for you? What's next on the horizon for all of your entrepreneurial endeavors? Yeah, I've got, I'm really excited to bring back my in-person retreats. Nice. Um, Pre-COVID, this was my core business model. It's the thing that I love doing most. And going forward, looking ahead into next year, I'm really hoping to be able to bring those back mm -hmm. and start hosting them again. It's to me, it's just such a powerful way to bring about transformation in a short period of time. What is it? Um, Tell us more about it. Where is it? Yeah, so January 11th through 13th in Laguna Beach, California, we're beachside for three days, nice. and we develop your strategic plan for the new year and really look at how you need to grow as a leader in your business, how you need to build out your team, build out your systems. We look at how to simplify so you could leave all the things that are not working behind in this year and start with the right things in the new year and double down. Um, and of course, there is a whole lot of business strategy, networking, and relaxation because we need to make more time for that in business as well. Like I just briefly touched on, I've really been trying to do that. And from about 26 till 30, right this past year, I was pretty rigorous on six days a week minimum. My 12 at the beginning, it was much higher hour days. And I was dedicated to my dream, dedicated to make it work. But mental health is important. I wrote my second book, an ebook during the pandemic to help people that are working home how to transform your mindset when the norm has changed because I had to find ways to not go crazy just working, like you're saying, take breaks for exercise, walks, cooking meals, something. And then now 
recently 30 last month. So I've been trying to do more things as we're recording. Just got back from Denver to see the Jets game. I wanted to make time for that. Some friends who live out there, but the Jets did not win. They lost pretty badly. And I was hoping for one score. I, I wasn't thinking maybe we are going to win, but it would have been nice to see a touchdown. But thank you for touching on the work-life balance. It's very, very important. But now, if this is your first time joining us today, it is time for the Spotlight Story, where each week I share the journey of a fellow entrepreneur to get our guests take on it, inspire you through some different learning lessons, some new perspective. As we have an all-star female entrepreneur on the show this week, I will now share the journey of another in Kendra Scott. And this is one of my favorite parts of the show because sometimes I learn new journeys. And today I learned this journey from Forbes. She started her jewelry company in her spare bedroom with $500 from her bank account in 2002. She was on leave from work because she was pregnant with her first son and her doctors put her on bed rest. I wanted to start with that part because just to show you, $500 in her bank account and you're about to learn a lot more about how big she is. She had always enjoyed making jewelry with her friends as a passion project, but turned it into a reality for a career. She had previously had a business that shut down, but she was resilient and determined to turn her love of jewelry into a business with a philanthropic mission. And I love that philanthropy. Tie everything to it if you can. She started going door to door selling pieces from her first collection to local Austin boutiques with her young son by side. Again, bootstrapping out here, making it happen. Now her jewelry, home decor and beauty products are sold at fashion retailers, including Neiman Marcus. Nordstrom, and more than 75 Kendra Scott stores, including one in London. This company certainly outgrew this spare bedroom and has an Austin-based office with a fitness center, nail salon, cafe, you name it. Back in 2016, so a little while ago, a Boston-based private equity investment firm bought a minority stake in this company, and they valued the company at $1 billion, of course, according to Forbes reporting. She's done a lot. She's grinded to make it happen. And in 2017, the company hosted more than 10,000 Kendra Gives Back events across all of her stores, which raised money for local causes and also donated 75,000 pieces of jewelry. This billion-dollar business, as I touched on, has a lot of philanthropy tied to it. What's your biggest takeaways, Krista? Oh, there's so much. A, Kendra Scott's just so impressive. And I think it's easy to look at a company like that and think it's easy. I'm in that world. It is not easy to accomplish what she's accomplished. Mm -hmm. But the thing I love so much is her resilience, getting started and moving forward at a time when most people would have said it's impossible. Mm -hmm. um, and then keeping going, but keeping that focus on giving back. I think, you know, it really just shows her values, which I really, really appreciate about her and her brand. As I'm sure you're familiar with her. I unfortunately was not, but I learned a lot about here. Did you do anything like door to door in the beginning with your jewelry business? Is there some similarities there? I did not do door to door, but I did back in the day when I started, it was before people really knew Etsy. So I went all in on the Etsy thing and then created my own website, but I did do all the trade shows, but I never did the door to door. I got to appreciate the fact that she did that. <laughs> Absolutely. Something that works for me is these cold emails, these cold calls. I have to do a lot of them because it is a numbers game, but I found some of my biggest success with that. So everyone out there bootstrap until you don't need to anymore make it happen. And with that, Chris, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show, reaching out. I'm glad you did. I really appreciated your interpretation of this past story. You never gave up. You have two businesses. You knew when it was time to leave corporate. You highlighted that work-life balance. And of course, you stressed all of these learning lessons throughout that really helped our audience. 
Would you mind now taking time for your last word? Yeah, absolutely. There is no one path for success and it does not have to be hard. You don't have to work 24 by seven and you don't need to have these really complicated models to achieve your goals. So to me, my path is always look for the simplest path forward and make sure that the things that you're doing are aligned with the vision that you have for your business and the goals that you have for your business. Don't let anybody else tell you that you have to do something a particular way um, or that you have to work so much that you really do sacrifice your health and that balance that we talked about. So yeah, do it your own way. (laughs) Very well said. Now, where can everybody find you? Reach out for your business. Just say hello. Yeah, absolutely. So you'll find me over at leanoutmethod.com. Or if you want to dive deeper into this and you're a podcast listener, which I'm assuming you are, head to leanoutpodcast.com. Thank you for sharing that. Everyone listening on, be sure to go check out her content right now and also check us out too. We're at That Entrepreneur Show on all social media, except for Twitter. We are at Podcasts by Lancey. So you have updates from all of my shows. I'm at Vincent A. Lancey on YouTube, all social media. And my website is vincentalancey.com. If you check out any of my books, take a selfie and I will share your support. And it is time for the quotes and the show. This one is from today's Spotlight Story. Kendra Scott, when asked, What has been the biggest challenge and on the flip side, the biggest reward of starting Kendra Scott? The biggest challenge I faced was trying to launch my jewelry company with no capital behind me. Growing a business from nothing was a tremendous struggle from the start, but I put my heart and every dime I had into the company. Even if it meant foregoing my salary to pay everyone else before myself, failure was never an option. I believe that leap of faith in our earliest days is what given me is was what is what has given my company such a strong foundation today. I think that's a great quote to end on. And for everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week on that entrepreneur show. 